0: Hey friend.
1: What up, friend?
0: OMG friend. Ooh,
1: child.
0: All right, friend, we is connected.
1: We are back in action.
0: Woo, child. Y'all done made it to another episode of the farmer's market with Corinne and Stefan, baby. Let, let's get into the tea.
1: Yes. The grab tea your organic sweets. Is... Grab your candlelight. And get into it with us.
0: Come on, y'all. Get into it. The tea is we are secretly raggedy. Um, Mm.
1: (laughs) That's always the tea. We need a new flavor.
0: We do. We need (laughs) a new
1: flavor so we can be less raggedy.
0: We need to do so much
1: better. (laughs) You know what? You know what tea I'm sipping on right now?
0: What are we sipping?
1: Earl Grey. Get into it. Because I am living in the Earl Grey of 2021
0: you better come on and segue into depression mm. <laughs> so far before we even get into the depression
1: what is
0: what did you do this past week
1: well i just got back from miami <laughs> you know because my shout friend is out. a traveler shout out to uh mr pseudo 30305 <laughs> uh <laughs> Miami was dope. It was a good time overall. There were some ups and downs, some roller coasters, some very um, intoxicated nights full of conversations oh. that I don't remember. Oh. But other than that, life is grand. Okay. Um, yeah, and i just been working since then and living and breathing. Okay.
0: That's it. And I feel the vibes because I'm giving those vibes as well. So um, How's your week?
1: what you've been up to.
0: You know, I've been I've become the housewife for the year with no husband. So Ooh. I have turned into <laughs> quite the housewife. I'm cooking, cleaning, and you know, taking care of our home.
1: Oh.
0: And that's all I've been doing. I've, you know, had my lunch over on ashlisa.com we put out all the new items Um, we have added oils like conjure and anointing oils to the collection we also added a new spray Miss Emperor spray which we'll get to her when we get to her she has been blasting away and um, we also added powders um, for your use shout out to those
1: shout out to AshleyLisa.com.
0: Yeah, actually, said so that kind of really been showing the fuck off lately. And you know what? I'm not even mad at the girls. I'm really not. So, friend.
1: They spend this coin and getting these blessings.
0: Okay, because it's the blessings for me. Um, <laughs> look into it. So, <laughs> we wanted to talk about depression. Like, last week we discussed anxiety from a black people's perspective. Um, this episode will be less formal. Um, Just because we don't... Um, have really any other resources than NAMI for support with depression and we'll go ahead and link that um, in the description yes but we just want to keep it real cute real informal to let the girls know you know d- what depression is you know what it looks like on black people yes and
1: you and know how to like, know the difference between like depressed sad tired fed up
0: you better, you better, t- let's tell the um <laughs> Depression is characterized by uh, a set of symptoms such as fatigue, um, loss of pleasure, low motivation, and um, unexplained sadness. I just wanted to put that there as well. You know, maybe Over, increased, yeah, increased okay. appetite. I think that's what mm-hmm. you was about to say, or the lack of an appetite. Mm-hmm. I mean, just feeling like things are not quite right. You know, that's for the girls that just be like, I don't know, I just don't feel mm-hmm. right, and that's that includes it. Um, but I will say, depression is characterized by that set of symptoms, but it also speaks to the length of time that you're yes. experiencing these symptoms. Because I've been having it with clients saying, "Oh, I'm depressed. I feel like I'm getting depressed," and I'm just like tell me what's going on you know what i mean just tell me you know i'm usually very good at deciphering what they say and i'm like no i feel like that gives and you know stephan's going to talk about that a little bit later that gives like i'm just tired of this situation so i've been trying to be diligent with my clients and discussing their feelings and emotions in the different ones so that they're not stuck in the i'm the depressed or i have depression when it really is something else so again, depression is characterized by the amount of time that you're experiencing a specific mm-hmm. set of symptoms with any mental disorder, um, because yes. I think we label ourselves way too quickly. Um, and usually when we are diagnosed with something, it's because it's chronic, right? And it's oh, right. taking time to build. Um, depressed is a feeling as well as a disorder. So hopefully by the end of this episode you know what's the difference right i just told you what depression is for real then we can get into what depressed feeling depressed means um the feeling not you know the disorder so um i just explained what depression is now friend um what are your thoughts on depression for black people or in your own experience that you see maybe in your african-american or black clients
1: um, so, first, for to add additional info to, like, what depression is and, like, some other uh, mental health disorders, issues, problems, however you want to categorize them, um, depression is also, like, a, a differentiation in your brain chemicals. So, it's the reason why, like, there's medication for it to help rebalance out you know the detriment that is in your brain chemistry talk that which leads to depression so it all culminates into this one thing but there's you know to be clinically diagnosed with depression and all that fun stuff is um i mean there's tests there's there's uh inventories there are things that happen um you can have like chronic depression you can have persistent depression you can have episodic depression like all that fun stuff You've so it's not necessarily like when when I get down to it or I'm sure when you get down to it also the the word doesn't matter to me right it's like it's the symptoms it's what's happening it's what's what is the result of the depression or the the thing like the life circumstances that are leading to the symptoms that then give you the diagnosis and for a lot of us we cling on to the word like depression or the or just the the diagnosis itself for what I really don't know um but for a lot of people it thinks that it gives them answers for us, from a professional standpoint, it just gives us a framework to work within. Right. Um, but, you know, really capturing those those symptoms and the way that a lot of the times it manifests for us, unfortunately, is like anger happens um, or just like a complete shift in, in mood or like the way that our personality like comes out Sometimes right. it's a complete shift. Um, sometimes we overwork ourselves to avoid thinking about it. Um, sometimes we distract ourselves, and I mean, I've had conversations with people uh, kind of recently, just about you know the black idea of not having enough time to be depressed.
0: Come on, because like, oh, child, let, wait, go ahead. Come on, bring up, <laughs> <on>, bring us <laughs> home, bring us <laughs> home. You know how many times
1: I heard that. Ooh, yeah. uh, or, or how many times have I heard like depressed? Like you got you got stuff you have to take care of, so you can't you can't waste time being depressed. And that's just it's such a terrible like idea or mentality to have. Is that like you don't have time to feel the emotions that are like built the building blocks of the foundation of your life right now. Um, and it's just, it's, it's, it's not a great feeling. So then, of course, the more that we suppress it, and the more and the more that we try to do things to bypass it, um, the more other symptoms come out. So we get angrier because we have no outlet. So then it just gets built up. Or we isolate more, because you know, giving that energy to other people when we can barely give it to ourselves um, feels like an overly daunting task. So we just don't. But then we cry more, we isolate more, we lash out more, we work more, or we without explanation. And I think one of the things, like the big things for us is just the idea of like, we can't acknowledge it or we can't name it so we can't acknowledge it so we can't do anything about it. So, like, we don't know what it is because we're thinking, like, oh, we're just sad about something or we're exhausted or um, overworked when sometimes in actuality, it is just the brain chemical imbalance of depression trying to get us to slow down right. and, and, like, recreate our steps of Personal safety from a depressive standpoint.
0: I let me just piggyback. I feel like we're on Clubhouse. Love that for us. I <laughs> we're just want to. I the just
1: thing on Twitter now.
0: The spaces. I just yes. want to piggyback on what Steph said. And I just wanted to briefly just dwi- dive in into the experiences that females and black males have because there's a difference between the way that black women experience depression and the way that black men experience depression in addition mm-hmm. to as a whole how we deal with depression in the community and I do find because you know I'm a drug and alcohol counselor shout out to me shout out me. to the humble brand um drug and alcohol is at this intersection with African American males in depression, as well as African American women in depression. And because, like you said, we don't have the language to adequately, adic- you know, adequate. I can't talk, to basically explain <laughs> what we feel. I wanted to say adequately, adic- adi- I can't, I'm not, I'm not gonna do it tonight. I just, I'm not adequately. gonna do it tonight. It's not coming out. <laughs> um, adequately
1: there
0: you go. Um, describe what is going on that we use things to numb ourselves so for men i would just go into men specifically black men i notice when i speak with them a lot of them are medicating their depression or the depressive symptoms with alcohol use or marijuana use and it's starting as early as 16 15 Mm. where it starts 12 10 who are we kidding
1: it starts Um, with the
0: streets so it starts with the streets where they are learning this maladaptive um coping skill which is a bad coping skill to cope with the way that they feel uncomfortable and their uncomfortability in most cases could be depression but because they just feel uncomfortable and nobody's explaining to them what depression is what it looks like for us that they're using these things to numb themselves and then on the other side for black women, um, when you brought up that point of, oh, we don't have the p- time to be depressed. It, in so many circles, and I grew up in a hair salon. My aunt owned a hair slime for 98% of my life, right? Mm-hmm. So listening to those women talk about how they dealt with stress, a lot of them drinking wine, having a beer when they get home. Um, because they can't quite, again, begin sex. to describe sex. That's another thing. We're going to chat. We're going to get to handy we going to get there. Um but again, using drugs and alcohol to cope with this uncomfortability or you not feeling of yourself. That's why I said when people be like I just don't feel right but I don't know what it is. You know what I mean? We can't continue that because it's setting us back. Um when there are other ways for us to cope because I feel like there are now. Uh, I would hope, you know, confident clinicians mental health professionals peers who can support you into getting the help you need and then speaking the language that you speak you don't and i try not to police and this is for clinicians and therapists or future therapists or people who work in mental health try not to police your client's language in a ways, way in the ways in which they're trying to explain how they feel because they don't know clinical terms or terminology like you do right and i know that <laughs> what has helped me build rapport with people pretty quickly and with all people is because i understand them and i allow them to speak in a way that it makes sense to them you know what i mean like i've had black men come in my office i don't feel good i don't you know and a lot of them and i will say a lot of black men specifically will say things like i haven't been feeling good i just you know i can't get i can't get right right That's not a clinical term, but I know what that means. I know you're feeling tired. You know you feel fatigued. You don't have the motivation to do the things that you like to do.
1: Correct.
0: So I can't get right has now turned into these three symptoms. You see what I'm saying? So please don't. For other clinicians, please don't police what they say. You have to listen to them because they're the person that's experiencing it. Not all of everybody's experience will meet what you've read in the DSM. (laughs) it's just that's not how this works so you have to decipher
1: it and be ready to
0: right
1: you you have to be ready i mean the number one thing for all of us as like clinicians peers psychiatrists everybody that's the professionals of the field have to be able to do is like get get to the 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 level of the client like be in what we like to call the worldview. Of that client. Right. So, everyone, there's no blanket cure for everything. We always say that on here. It's like yeah. there's not one way to do this. And that's because every client has, every person has their own worldview of how they experience what they experience. So, if, you know, somebody comes in and they just talk about, I'm just off my, Jizzy, then I'm, I'm going to sit there and figure out what the what jizzy is for them. I don't know. Um,
0: yeah, and, yeah, yeah, because you, know I mean? you got to sit there, you got to give it a minute because we old, but <laughs> 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 maybe I'm speaking for me. I know I'm old headed, I'm old too, but you know, context foods that's what I use, yeah. Um, but I again, I don't want to skip past the drug and alcohol piece because far too often you guys are co-occurring. So co-occurring for those of you who are not in the field is where you have two things going on at the same time. Most times the alcoholism, the marijuana dependence, the cocaine addiction, the heroin addiction, in most cases is going to stem from a disorder of your mental state. And because you don't understand that you have a mental problem or a disorder You're coping with that, with the substance. But we can't know that until you stop taking the substance. You see how that's a tricky circle that we get ourselves in when we start using the substances to take care of this depression or this feeling of I can't figure out what's wrong with me. And I also wanted to just also piggyback what you were talking about, the chemical imbalance. Oftentimes, so if we do our little assessment or we, you know, talk and I'm just like, hmm. It seems like everything's checking off, but something still is not, you're saying you're still not, it's still not quite curling over. Then let's look at the chemistry. Your brain, your brain chemistry can also cause depression. And then that does not mean necessarily anything caused it. It's biological. It's hereditary. Right. So you may not have had a traumatic event. You may not have had a sad, (laughs) sad, sad, sad time because we'll get to that in a second, but you still feel like you can't get right. Then yep. we can look into the chemicals. And most times, again, a part of what the official definition of depression is is a chemical imbalance. Yep. In addition to or coupled with or, you know, at some point your chemical balance can also be inhibited or changed by drug or alcohol, a traumatic event to your body, X, Y, Z. So, um, I just wanted to piggyback and say that. But overall. And even black women, like our stress. I do want to do make a little quick little caveat into stress and depression in black women. Um, the overwhelming amount of pressure and stress, just like with anger, can turn into depression. Mm-hmm. And if I don't know how to process or manage my stress and pressure, what do I become? Depressed. Depressed. So, like, yeah. it's, it's, it's a cycle. And like I say, even with Black men, like, it's the same stress and pressure for Black people as a whole. You don't have to be having anything happen to you for you to experience depression, to be so oppressed for so long. Um, And it's such a violent way for so long. It can cause depression that we are carrying from our ancestors. Y'all know we love ancestors. You know, we are witchcraft friendly on here. Um, DNA carry, you carry the DNA of several different people. Several different lines. So <laughs> there's depression from 1962 in your blood right now. Correct. So like you ain't there's got a term
1: for going... it that I cannot Yeah, it's, it it's right escaping
0: now. me. But you are not carrying not only your own energy and your own problems. You have something from 1962 or 1862 at this point. Like just. In your blood, yeah. And if they didn't know what to do, you know, good for well,
1: yeah.
0: You ain't gonna know what to do.
1: Well, especially um, because, because nobody's teaching you. Even again, that's
0: what I was really great at. You don't know what to do because nobody has taught you that that's wrong or nothing's or, or there's a problem. Because for far too long, um, black people in this country were made to feel that they could not could not be anyway but they couldn't they couldn't have those problems right because once we are we're able to obtain some level of um upward mobility it came with a tremendous pressure to be better than we have to live at a higher expectation than everybody else so you know what i mean and we're carrying that um for the last 100 years um and in the last 100 years of black people, that's not even slavery. That's just the last 100 years. That's what, 1800, 1900? Come on. like All the d- different things that have experienced Jim Crow, the um, Civil Rights Movement, Driving While Black, Rodney King, Sean Bell, Trayvon Martin. This it's It's like it doesn't... There is no stopping. So it doesn't right. mean... So racially speaking, as mm-hmm. a whole for this group... Just because, again, you don't have any personal, quote-unquote, problem, or you don't see any need in your life for depression to arise or come up, living through those experiences as somebody who shares the same skin tone as the person who has been, you know, aggressed upon or whatever situation is, can cause depression. So, don't feel like, oh... I don't have no no problems. I can eat. I got a house and this is sad that you can't have depression because you can and I think that's the problem too in our community where if you have everything you shouldn't have a problem. Yep. It's a lie. It's a lie from the pits of hell. It uh, is because our
1: brains <laughs> don't care what you got.
0: They sure don't. Um, and I just thought that this, I'm so glad that we're having these conversations from a black point of view because I find that there's not a, there will never be enough. Um, information on the ways in which depression and mental illness affects African Americans in the United States of America, um, and I'm just so glad that we got to like have this conversation. But in my own personal experience with depression, as somebody who has um, a mental health disorder, it has been very ghetto, um, and it's been lifelong, and it it's not something that i would wish on anyone you know what i mean like i i don't i don't think this is what you walk around and be like oh girl i want some depression
1: right let's get yeah. into this
0: new depression honey I, I know i'm not getting into that um and the ways in which i've been able to overcome depression um because i've done all i've done everything oh yeah i'd have
1: done everything
0: um Frank, was that you?
1: Um, yeah, but I don't know what's happening.
0: Oh, did they want to get on the line? Um,
1: no, Johnny. That was
0: Kim. <laughs> Here's Kim. Um, no, I don't know what that was. Maybe because your car maybe picked up the something. I don't know. We're gonna I keep the party know. going because it's still it's still recording. We're gonna keep the party going.
1: Oh, that's good. I could just hear myself and you double talk.
0: Oh, yeah, probably because your car picked it up. But, like I was saying, I don't remember what I was saying. Um, In my own experience with depression, I've tried everything. I've tried medication. I've done all the COVID skills. If I, I'm telling you right now, as a therapist, as a mental health professional that has 10 years or more experience, as a person with lived experience, Mm -hmm. I would never tell you anything that I would not do. Or do I do, or that I did not know works. Effect. um because i find oftentimes when i talk to people about the depression and their coping skills it's very much that doesn't work well how long did you do it right because yeah
1: they don't it's not you just have to give it some time
0: we gotta be honest you know what I mean so I've been very trying to be very realistic in the ways in which we find ways for my clients to cope or your client you know anybody that I work with to cope because journaling like we talked about before and hobbies and stuff like that you have to find what works for you and if a traditional sitting down and doing a brain dump is not it then maybe it's prompts if it's not prompts maybe it's coloring maybe I'm going to do a specific coloring sheet or work out of a specific book that is you know relevant to how I'm feeling um, if it's not that, maybe you like to sing. Have a car concert. You know what I mean? We got to find something right, that um, works for you because that's ultimately what's going to save you because depression is not to, is not something, even any mental illness in most cases is not something that we are going to fix. You are not a car. Um, and I think in our community when we finally do buy into the process, it's like, okay, I did three sessions. I feel better. I'm fixed. And it's like, nah, that's just the iceberg. And I want to let y'all know, therapy don't fix you after three sessions. Because you didn't even tell the full story by three session three. So stop it. Like That's not how this works. (laughs) It's it's not how any of this works, friends. I want you to know that if you invest in therapy it is going to take some time. Even if you're not investing in therapy and maybe you like to do memes, even when you apply these things, you have to apply them over time to see the benefits. Um, And I know that until I didn't become, until I became consistent, until I became, had a routine that was a solid routine with solid rituals, Mm -hmm. that none of this shit worked. And I was like, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. But until I got on it and stayed on it, Okay? And I'm going to be honest with y'all. It took me a while to get on and stay on it. Right. But honey, I'm on now. And I ain't going to get off. I don't care how good I feel. Okay?
1: I mean, that's all that matters.
0: And that happens with depression because, okay, so to go into the difference between what depression is and feeling depressed as a feeling. So, what would you say is the difference?
1: Um, I longevity I mean baseline and credit there are other versions like I said there's episodic so friend yes
0: do me a favor hey guys we're going to stop it here and then I'm going to have you either hang up like I don't know how you're going to do it I guess we're going to stop it and then I'm going to send you the link again and we'll merge it I'm leaving this thing here I'm going to let y'all know um, <laughs> just cause, like, hold on, wait, talk again.
1: Again.
0: Okay, no, we don't need to do it because you was like double, and I was like, I
1: know. That's I'm still hearing double.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, we just gonna stop it. Uh, we will be right back. <laughs> Brief intermission to work out the kinks,
1: and we will be
0: right back. So I'm gonna send you the link in two seconds.
1: All right.
0: Hey, friend about now? Perfect.
1: Perfect.
0: We are back, y'all. We had a little bit of a um, technical difficulty. You will hear what happened, because I'm not ready to take it out. Of uh, course. we <laughs> do. It yeah, wouldn't be this it without would, it. No, it would not be the first market without no... Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, excuse me. Without no um technical difficulties, but nonetheless, we back at it. So, Stephen yes. was actually about to describe the difference between depression and feeling depressed.
1: So, it goes back to the symptoms. So the things that you were talking about before. So like the loss of energy, the loss of motivation, withdrawal, isolation, um, some personality shifts, some mentality shifts, like all of these things play into the culmination of depression. If usually like, usually when we're just extremely sad, it's circumstantial it's based on something it doesn't last for a prolonged period of time like even episodic depression in the dsm like has criteria but normally if it's just like prolonged sadness due to like a circumstance or something like entering and that causing it and then you're you know able to kind of bounce back from it sleep it off um get through it, like all these different things pretty quickly, um, it, we're typically not looking at that as depression. Um, So sometimes, clinically, it may manifest in other ways. So like, you might have, like an adjustment disorder that has depressed features. So you may not actually be depressed, but the way that you Work with um, like adjusting to different environments or different situations may manifest in some depressed moments, versus you just having full-on depression. If that makes sense, yeah. So that I would say that's the big difference is is almost like the the quote-unquote like the recovery time of it all. Yeah, um, I would agree with that being able to pinpoint where it's coming from but then also bounce back fairly quickly and you know move forward could potentially be the difference between between that
0: and i also want to say that feeling depressed is fleeting just like you said the recovery time depression is extended in mm-hmm. 99.9% of cases, in order for you, for example, to be diagnosed or to feel like I should get some help for depression is where you're feeling those symptoms that, you know, just a run of the mill or anything you can Google, the first five that you can Google. If you're feeling those for more than a week, right? Yeah. Then we need to get some help. Right. You could feel depressed for an hour. That's fleeting. Your feelings um, move pretty quickly. And that, and we'll talk about bipolar at some point. But bipolar, a lot of us try to say we're bipolar when our moods change or swing. When really we're talking about our feelings, right? Yeah. Mood and feelings are two different things. One hundred percent. And like I said, we'll discuss that more in bipolar because that kind of caveats into that.
1: That's a whole and, whole other problem. But <laughs> yeah, and I fully. Um, support the idea of like treating treating your mental health the same way you treat like i don't know about anybody else but there was a point up until a few years ago where i got strep throat like twice a year every year around the same times it it never failed and i knew it was strep throat because i was experiencing the same symptoms that i experienced every time i got it however I'm sure the first time that I actually got it, I didn't go into the emergency room or go into my you know, regular doctor and be like, listen, strep throat, got it, give me something. I went in symptom first. So I encourage people to go into any situation mental health-wise the same way you approach an, an ER visit. You don't necessarily know what's going on, but you know that the symptoms of what you have going on are X, Y, and Z. And so be ready to to defend the symptoms that you have rather than trying to defend a diagnosis that has checkboxes that from a professional standpoint, we have to to be able to clinically put in there, this is why we're doing it. So if you come in and you try to tell us you're depressed and then walk us backwards, things are going to get missed. Whereas if you go in And you look at your last five, six, seven days, nine, 10 days, and you say, you know, I have been less motivated to go to work. Uh, My work hasn't been getting done as great. My relationship with my kids are suffering a bit because I can't, I don't have enough motivation or energy to be around them a lot. Um, Sometimes I just stare at my closet because I don't have the energy to figure out what it is that I actually want to work. Um, I haven't paid any bills I haven't um, gone on you know my morning walks like I normally do so if you if some if you were to come in and you gave us all these symptoms
0: we would be like oh okay
1: right we it's like okay one we can kind of decipher and figure out what like how we can have a conversation with you about what's going on but two then we also know where your self-awareness is Like, we know how to gauge how what we call, like, a reliable narrator, um, how reliable you are to to relay the events that are happening in your everyday life. You better tell it. And if you can accurately pinpoint, like, yeah, this is what I typically do, but now, like, I'm not doing any of this, versus you just come in and you're just like, you know, I haven't, my appetite's been shitty and I haven't. I haven't been sleeping that well. You know, granted, yes, those are two great indicators. Please definitely go in with those first. If that's all you know, then that's all you know. We need to work a little harder to get you to um, give us some more information. Like, what's your typical um, sleep schedule like? What's your typical work week like? And then figuring out kind of going into those crevices and being like, oh, okay. So you do work a full-time job. Have you called out recently a lot? Like, we... The 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 amount of information you give us allows us to figure out how to best characterize what's happening, whether we have to give it a formal diagnosis or not. Like that, that needs to be on us to figure out, not on you to come in with this like figured out already.
0: Um, again, piggybacking on Clubhouse, um, uh, mm-hmm. I just want to piggyback and say. Um, self-awareness is key in depression and any uh, any type of mental health. Just because, again, if your only knowledge is what you believe depression is and it's not personalized, things get missed. Right. So you might not even be depressed for real. You might have anxiety. So you, might, correct.
1: you know what I
0: mean? But because you thinking depression is one way, you come and describe to me the one way you know it is. you're missing all your own symptoms so to pay attention and be more aware of your surroundings and who you are and what you're doing what you're feeling is going to be key to you getting the help that you need it's not always the therapist if you don't have this awareness like he said it's a little bit harder for us just to get the information we need to help you because if you don't know and you're the person we're treating and you're the person receiving care how are we going to know
1: yeah And if you come in, like I said, diagnosis first, or like you said, diagnosis first, you're doing all these things, then you're doing yourself a disservice because you could be getting treated for something that you don't even have. Right. Like if, if you come in, if we just took all of our clients words for face value and they come in and they're just saying you know, I'm depressed because of this, 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 and this. And, you know, we spend the next four to six weeks trying to figure out how to increase your motivation or how to increase this or how to do that or do this, do that. And then, you know, six weeks, seven weeks down the line, we realize, like, this is actually a trauma response. And your trauma response is, like you said, like, it's actually, like, bipolar. Now, granted, there is bipolar depression, bipolar depression not depression um but we've we've spent the last six weeks working on one side of it not realizing that you're having a ton of manic episodes mixed in with this which is resetting all the things that we've been working on for the last six weeks because we just took your word for face value and said you know what you know yourself well enough. it's depression that's it that's what we're doing that's how we're working and that's the only thing we work on we're missing fifty to sixty five percent of what's actually happening.
0: And what the problem is. Right. Um we can't get to the root. <laughs> you know I mean? We we need to get to the root.
1: Yeah.
0: Um and that's really what therapy is for is getting to the root of the issue. So then we can, you know, tear it out and and build back better. Um exactly. get into it, Joe Biden um, president. Right. Joe Biden, um build right back though, better. Right though, right though. uh but I um also wanted to just do a mini little splurge into seasonal depression and episodic, and like you said, where different circumstances can build mm-hmm. or bring depressed feelings or depressive symptoms. Yeah. Um, and I really want y'all to get into the symptoms and feelings, me and my good friend, my very best friend, Stefan or. Giving you the T the Giving you the key so that you can Get the best care possible Because Correct. When we have a client who is treatment Savvy in the best possible way Because it's a it's not a good way to be treatment savvy But when you know what to do It makes it that much easier It takes away that stigma It takes away that barrier for you um, But again when we get into seasonal Depression when um, The time change goes back and it gets darker sooner. Um, and people start to go down because right. we are a people who are linked to nature, right? Whether you believe it or not, um, you need the sun. And when the sun ain't out, you feel away. It don't yeah. be no, nothing else other than the fact that the sun ain't out. So, you know, now that you know, we've observed. So you come in, you say, you know what? I just feel so down. I'm not feeling like myself. I have lack of motivation over the last week. I haven't been wanting to get up to go to work. You know, when I come home, I just feel really, really sad. Um, I just, I, I don't feel like I have enough time to get things done. I'm feeling overwhelmed. Okay. How long has this been? How long have you been experiencing this? Oh, you know, I noticed this last year, but I feel like it didn't last this long. Or, you know, I always notice when the change of seasons come, I get a little upset, right? So now Mm -hmm. we know we have a history. So we can help you through it. But again, if we don't have the language to explain to people that were affected by the change of season, that could easily get swept into you having a diagnosis that doesn't even fit, So, like you can say, I just feel all over the place. I just feel like I can't get myself together. I feel anxious. You know what I mean? Then the person thinks you have anxiety, but whole time it's seasonal depressive disorder, um, which is a specific thing. So, like you said, follow lead with your symptoms and your personal symptoms. Don't and your patterns don't just say you know it's seasonal depression, but you might have bipolar. Right? You know what I mean? Because you are going back and forth and you're all over the place. But you're like, nah. It's only it's only in the wintertime that I get like that. Whole time you be like that the whole whole year, whole year a mess.
1: Yeah. Um, the last thing I want to touch on, I get and potentially I guess wrap up with.
0: Yeah, we could do that. We could do it.
1: Um, is throwing in the like gay factor, but I'm this is like a twofold thing. Um,
0: come on, it, LGBTQI LMNOP, right? q Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: let me stop messing with these folks. I don't want no problem. I love the I girl. Smoke.
1: I don't want no smoke.
0: <laughs> I love y'all. Um, oh, every last letter. Okay.
1: But the, I said it earlier like the, the sex, like the, not oh, the addiction okay, on, to sex, on, but like, come
0: on, because that's what
1: the use of You brought it back
0: up. You brought it back up. Um,
1: and within the gay community so well from my experience is the idea of feeling so isolated and alone because of this um this part of us drives us to want to have this like human connection
0: right. and
1: when we don't have the human connection whether it's platonic or romantic then we are stuck in this cycle of perpetually not feeling good enough because we already have this idea of, um, you know, being gay, being bisexual, being transgender, being a lesbian, um, questioning, um, intersex, all these different things, having this one big part of our personality be this like kind of question mark for acceptance, um, we then crave this this uh, affection from another person and when we're not getting it it's a problem or when we do get it, we have the potential anyone has the potential to to breed this um, codependence on other people and so sometimes your depression, manifest as codependence because if you put all your thoughts energy everything into another person then you then as long as you are feeding that part that wants to be connected to another person you were you no longer have to pay attention to the other things that are going on and then that leads can potentially lead to like overly or over intimacy or like being overly involved in wanting more sex. So you might see an up uh, surge of, you know, sexual things happening maybe at this time of the year uh, for reasons, like you said, seasonal affective disorder and these like episode of depressions, or just if your depression, if you do genuinely have depression and then the seasons are changing, so it's getting worse, then you may start using, like, sex to overcompensate and get your mind out of, I can out of, um, you know, get yourself out of this mindset or to avoid the fact that you're feeling the way that you're feeling.
0: I want to piggyback, but also do a two-prong. <laughs> I, I will say I wanted to be aware or want, because we're adults on this show, Right? right so adults who experience depression you do need to be aware especially if you are taking certain medications men and women that yes. you could have decreased drive even if you do not take medication depression in most cases and for a few you know for there's our select few who do not like you said there's the opposite spectrum where they want to be more sexual or try to use that as a coping skill or a coping mm-hmm. mechanism to avoid just like with substances to avoid the uncomfortability um that they feel, but also knowing that, that lack of drive, um, is normal. Because I think when, in relationships, this is where, you know, but damn, we just talked about that. We gotta go back to that first. Um, But (laughs) how to be in a relationship with somebody who has mental illness um, is going to be important because if they're on medications or if they are experiencing an episode of depression, they may not want to be physically intimate, and really understanding and knowing that it is not your fault as their partner, and that yeah. you are not not attractive to them. Their brain at this time <laughs> does not have it. Yeah, right. Um, is not producing that chemical or has now been altered to where something else is being pumped in there so they can get it back regulated. Right. Yep. So. You have to, as the depressed person, as the person who has taken responsibility to get the care that's needed, is now in a relationship to take the, the time to find other ways to be intimate with your partner, right? So that they are getting their love tank filled. Um, you're getting the support. Um, I don't want anybody to leave this episode thinking that they're weird because they don't want to have sex, right? If they're depressed. Right. Right. Um, because I feel a lot of times people feel uncomfortable talking about their sex lives with their therapist rightfully so it's private it's your business um but oftentimes those symptoms go unchecked because you don't feel comfortable and you don't so that might be your early warning sign right because we have early warning signs we're doing drug and alcohol here right so we have early warning signs we have triggers we have high-risk situations and for you or early warning sign, maybe you don't want to get as physical with your partner for seasonal depression, right? Just mm-hmm. to put it into context. So if you haven't been wanting to touch your partner, and then we get to a trigger of now the sun is not out, and then the high risk situation is it starts to get cooler and there's an event that you want to go to, now you can't go. That's a high risk situation for depression. You know what I mean? Like you see how we put all that together. But if we never got the early detection or saw that early warning sign, we missed all those things and put ourselves in a situation where you know it's going to make this situation bigger. Mm -hmm. So I would highly suggest if you are experiencing problems in your intimacy and in your intimate life, please share that with your you know your therapist as far as they feel comfortable as far as you feel comfortable because again that inability to have sex or that over active um in most cases it's a symptom so on the flip side like you were talking about and being overactive and overstimulated that is a symptom of bipolar disorder um that nobody talks about (laughs) Everybody said, oh you're you're all over the place whole time promiscuity um, prostitution um sex addiction all comes with that particular disorder or could potentially be symptoms that are missed because you don't feel comfortable sharing that so again if you're experiencing depression and your drive is low please say something don't just think that that is out of the ordinary you know what I mean like that's attributed to something else because it's not okay so make Mm -hmm. sure (laughs) you know what I mean that you're sharing these things because I am that therapist who will ask you Um, I know it's very uncomfortable I don't really want to know but in order for me to help you get to where you need to go correct I'm going to ask, so yeah. please make sure you know you feel you can build that rapport. You can speak with your therapist about that early, um, because that's important. But I just wanted to share that tidbit that lack of sex drive or dr- drive, desire, your arousal, arousal, arousal. I can't talk,
1: <laughs> arousal, arousal, arousal. getting to that point I, in this in the episode.
0: I cannot. I arousal <laughs> arousal <laughs> arousal um cycle is not working properly please say something because all that yeah. could be attributed to your depression or depressive yeah. episode or set of symptoms um but clearly I can't talk no more so yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: uh, oh my god friends uh, we wore this thing out i just wanted to order up we was not going to play with depression no. cuz the growth girl- are struggling. I, you know, like I said, I told you, I told you, I'll be struggling too some times
1: I was like, hashtag, I am the girls. So- <laughs> just listen, I am the girls,
0: and we just want to let y'all you know that we are in solidarity with you.
1: Like, Absolutely,
0: we have been there, honey. Like we all come sit down and talk to us, we be doing because we'd have been there, honey. Like
1: yep. we'd have been there. And uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to let y'all know. We just, I'm when I have people that are dealing with any kind of like mental health things, but especially like depression. There are moments, like there are moments where you know what great looks like. There are moments where you know what good looks like. There's moments when you know where okay looks like. And there are moments where, you know, when the worst is the worst. And if we can just get your baseline to be your baseline and make sure you're taking care of your baseline. And like, if, if you have moments like now at this point of the year, Like I said, I'm living in Earl Grey. Earl Grey is probably my baseline of okay and just making sure I'm taking care of all the things that I need to take care of. And I may not feel 100% motivated to do the things that I'm always used to doing, like on on a non-depressive day, but like on a somewhat depressive day or depressive moment, depressive week, month, whatever it is, if I'm taking care of my okay baseline, then I know I'm okay. The moment that stops, then I know, like, something additional needs to be done so I can get back up to my okay baseline until I can get good or great.
0: You better tell the girls. And that is where the self-awareness, you know, just to close it out. Self-awareness is key. Start checking in with yourself. All this stuff on the internet is, not I mean, most of it ain't shit. But some of it is, like, serious. And check in with yourself. And I see that a lot and memes, like, check, mental health check, how are you feeling today? Ask yourself those questions, um, because oftentimes, like I said, this stuff has been going on for weeks or years, months, and because you are not aware, um, you're missing the key signs, (laughs) you know what I mean, of depression or any other mental illness that we discuss here. Um, But, you know, just to close it out, you know, we do a, a question. Question? so that you can get to know us or whatever um if you were in a band what instrument would you play and why
1: oh all of them naturally um (laughs) no i i would probably play the piano Um, It would be the piano or the guitar, but like I've tried the guitar and my hands don't, um, I don't, I don't care to move my hands the way that you need to for a guitar. Right. But I feel like the piano is a good baseline to um, learn a lot of music, learn how to read music, learn how to get, you know, chords down, what things should sound like. So I would definitely be the piano man. I'd be the Elton John in your band.
0: Some more piano, man. So, um, I'm gonna say I would play the guitar. I did learn how to play the piano, but because I have really big breasts, um, it was very uncomfortable. Um, and I did learn to play some songs, but I couldn't remember none of that shit now. Um, but I wanted to play the guitar before that, and I couldn't play guitar hero. Same problem, chest too big to fit <laughs> the equipment. So, um cause Guitar Hero came out and we all wanted to be rock stars I ain't gonna hold you especially at my house we was going in uh, I was always a singer always on the vocals love that for me right though, uh, right though, right though. no but I would have wanted to play the guitar and the reason why I wanted to play the guitar was because there was a group when I was a young girl or I was younger and it was called Imagine and Imagine was a black boy band and they had like these instruments and every band every part of the band had instruments and the one that I liked, his name was John, and he played the guitar. So I've wanted to play the guitar ever since. Oh, I man. love that I told you all that. <laughs> but That's Imagine, cute. I don't even remember what their song was at this point. But I'm gonna you go know, look it up now. Imagine was crude, Um it was kind of like around the time where like not B2K, it was definitely before B2K, but um it was similar to that, but they played instruments and stuff. And John was so cute. He played the guitar. He was so cute. But anyway, I wanted to play the guitar like him. So uh, yeah, check out Imagine if you have time. I'm pretty sure they have like some songs on YouTube or whatever. Um, but yeah. Friend, I think we did our we did our thing.
1: I'm <laughs> pretty sure we did.
0: I feel like we did that. Um, so I guess I'm gonna do a poll to see what people want to hear next. Um in the series mm-hmm. i think i don't know if we should do so i'm gonna try to hit the big four which is depression anxiety a uh, mood disorder which is like bipolar other stuff or like schizophrenia that's a big one it's effective um those are the big four
1: disorders
0: oh yeah yeah okay i'm
1: sorry
0: we are not gonna do that <laughs> you don't get me started but um, i'll probably put up something and then i also wanted to do before the holidays or for christmas something about dealing with grief and loss um, but mm-hmm. i'm gonna put a poll up and see if you guys want me to do bipolar or not me but us to do bipolar and um, and or schizophrenia um, mm-hmm. and i'll see which one you guys are interested in um And again, the NAMI support groups will be I'll put that back in the description with this episode so that you can get the support you need. And um, yeah, I'm just so excited. So, friend, we will talk with y'all next week. And, friend, I'll let you know what they pick.
1: Dope. All right. Have a good one. Stay safe. Be blessed. Be self-aware. And um, be nice to yourself.
0: Yeah, be kind have some grace with yourself okay because i know i am
1: rewind
0: get into it friend we will make this the end of the <laughs> episode be kind of rewind you wanna <laughs> do
1: it, don't, babe? okay all right all right uh.
0: <laughs> yo
1: <laughs>
0: it's we're done i'm yeah. done you're done
1: i'm done I'm
0: we're done, done. <laughs> we will see you guys next week Adios. Bye.